Hello, my name is Meg. Welcome to the Unedited Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. The goal of this podcast is to help you both develop and enjoy the habit of daily Bible reading and prayer. About 20 years ago, at a very low spot in my life, I was convicted to begin this simple discipline, and I looked up years down the road to see how God had used this habit to heal deep places in my heart and do incredible things in my life. So over the years, it's really become my greatest passion to help others get to know Jesus through His Word and through His presence. Through this podcast, I'm hoping to help you see the Word of God with fresh eyes, to learn to slow down with your Bible, and ultimately to fall in love with your Bible. So thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so incredibly glad to have you here. Today, we are going to talk about refusing to rush. Just a little tip, refuse to rush your time with Jesus. And I know that's pretty self-explanatory, and I could probably stop right there. But I just have a couple of thoughts that I want to share along this line. I know I've encouraged you before to slow down with the Word of God, to carve out time with Jesus. And this is not so much about length of time, but this is about how you treat the time. The other day, I had overslept, which I do from time to time, more often than I wish. And I only had about 30 minutes before I had to be at my desk at work. And I just told the Lord, I said, I am so sad that I only have 30 minutes today. Can we just supercharge this time? And it was so instantaneous. I just felt this incredible flood of his presence And it was such a beautiful 30 minutes. It wasn't as long as I maybe would normally sit with the Lord, but it was so special and so beautiful and so rich and so deep. And so refusing to rush just means that I'm going to be all in during my time with Jesus. I'm not looking to race off. I'm not thinking about the next thing. I am here for him. I'm here for him alone. I'm here to hear from him, to talk with him, to connect with him, to commune with his heart to get direction from him, to pour out my heart to him and to hear his heart and to learn from him and to grow in him. And I will tell you, I have a lot of amazing friends. I have an amazing family, but I would honestly rather sit with Jesus than with anybody else. And if you're not there yet, that is okay. This has been a journey. This has been a process. Just stick with the process. Keep coming into his presence for five minutes. Keep being consistent. Find your time and your place and stick with it. And I remember when I first started this journey years ago, I'd think, how do people spend an hour praying? Or how do people spend an hour in daily devotions? How do they spend such a long time on it? But as I've sought Jesus over the years, the more and more I have longed for that place at his feet. And it's been a process of growth and a process of building intimacy with him. And I long for that place now where I soak in his word and where I soak in his presence. I literally hate to get up. But I want to encourage you, if you're not there yet, you're going to get there. If you will just stick to your five minutes, your 10 minutes, your 15 minutes, your 20 minutes, wherever you're at, And I get that most days it's probably a slightly different length of time for each one of us. We do have real lives. But again, just refuse to rush the time that you have with him. And 
a little reminder, this is all about relationship. This is all about allowing him to see your heart, sharing the deep things of your soul and your life with him, and letting him share his heart with you through his word. And just a couple of points in refusing to rush. This is about intentionality. We have to intentionally carve time out of our calendars for Jesus. This means that we are maybe going to have to get up early or maybe not do something else. So it might mean setting your alarm clock for an hour or a half hour or 15 minutes earlier than usual. It might mean choosing this time over something else like Netflix over Amazon Prime. It might mean taking part of your kid's nap time to read your Bible and pray and to sit and soak up Jesus instead of just chilling out or watching something or even folding laundry. Maybe just taking, again, five minutes of that time and using it for him. Number two is cultivating desire and hunger. We have to be intentional to cultivate these things. We cannot hunger for what we never eat and what we do eat, we will learn to hunger for. If we eat healthy food, eventually that is the type of food that we want to eat, right? If we start eating salads all the time, eventually we're going to just love that freshness and the energy that it gives us, the vitality that it gives us versus eating Twinkies and other junk that we may alternatively put into our bodies. My friend Dakota said something when she was speaking at our ladies' Christmas banquet a few years ago. She said, replace something in your life with the Word of God. And that is so much of how you cultivate hunger for Jesus, is replacing other things with His Word and with time in His presence. And thirdly, learn to just sit with Him. So much of refusing to rush is being okay with the quiet, being okay just waiting on Him, You don't have to fill up all your devotion time. You don't have to do 10 minutes prayer, 10 minutes Bible reading. You can just sit with him for some of the time. Soak in his presence. The best of of friends don't always have to be talking. Sometimes you just want to be there. There's a comfort with being close to people that you love, being close to people that you feel a connection with. And again, refusing to rush, it's not so much about the length of time. It's about how you treat the time. It's about savoring it. It's about enjoying it. It's about longing to have time with Jesus. Maybe just sitting and having coffee with him in the afternoon. And the strength that he gives us during that time that we do have with him will give us more energy and more clear direction and more clarity of mind for the rest of our day than any other thing, more than any energy drink, more than any coffee, more than any other form of um, a source of strength or power in our day. And this applies if you only have 10 minutes. So again, I kind of said this earlier. I had this moment the other day where I had a shorter amount of time than I would normally like to have, but God just supercharged it and just so refreshed me in that time strengthen me for my day. And so maybe you only have 10 minutes. Again, maybe you're just a little way into this habit. You can still treat it like it is the most important 10 minutes of your day because it truly is. Everything else in our day flows out of this habit and we can treat him like he is our highest priority. I'm not going to rush out. I'm not going to be looking at my watch. I'm going to be just soaking him up and savoring him and 
This makes all of the difference in this being a checklist item or a Christian duty and us doing it out of a desire to know him, out of longing to know him. We can still enjoy him. We can refuse to rush even if our time is limited. And remember, he knows. I love the verse. I believe it's in Psalm 103. It says, he knows our frame, that he remembers that we are but dust. He knows that some days we have limited time. He knows that some days we have full schedules and busy calendars, but he still longs for us to sit with him in unhurried silence. He wants us to refuse to rush. Today, I am going to read an unedited journal entry called Gifts for God. This is also in the book, Unedited, Hope and Healing Through the Simple Habit of Bible Reading and Prayer. Without further ado, here's Gifts for God. Thinking of a few things I've learned of God, God likes to be pursued, sought out, searched for. Deuteronomy 4.29 Thou shalt seek the Lord thy God, and thou shalt find him, if thou seek him with all thy heart and with all thy soul. God likes passion. God likes honesty, transparency, vulnerability, authenticity. Psalm 51.10 Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts. God likes responsiveness. He calls woos, draws, speaks, moves, impresses things on our hearts, etc. And he loves it when an individual is responsive to his touch, his presence, his movings, his promptings. God likes to be known. Hosea 6.6 For I desired mercy and not sacrifice, and the knowledge of God more than burnt offerings. He created humanity for relationship with him. Relationship always involves getting to know someone, and he wants to be known. As we seek, he reveals. God likes hunger, desire. Matthew 5, 6 says, Blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. God likes intimacy, closeness, connectedness. James 4, 8 says, Draw close to God, and he will draw close to you. Obviously, the list could go on with things like obedience, righteousness, love, repentance, etc. But as I'm thinking about it, those are salvational. They're required to be saved and stay saved. He does like these things too, but they are requirements, commands, etc. There are things God likes but doesn't require. You can get get saved and stay saved without ever seeking out the depths of his heart or searching out his heart on a deeper level. Extra credit, so to speak. Pursuit, passion, vulnerability, responsiveness, desire to be known. He likes these things. They have a magnetic drawing effect for him, but he will never require them of you. If they were required, they would lose their value. He will save you because he wants everyone saved. 2 Peter 3.9 says the Lord is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. There are commands and requirements for salvation, just as Noah was given incredibly detailed, specific plans for the ark. God's word contains a plan of salvation. 
But after that, the choices we make in regards to his likes are largely on us. There are not levels of salvation. You either are or you aren't. You are either on the boat or off the boat. But there are levels of close. He allows us to choose how much of him we get. He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. He is the reward and what a reward he is. He will not make you pursue him. He will not force you to search out the vast depths of his character and heart. He will not require you to adore him or be passionate about him. He will not insist upon you desiring him for him. To borrow a line from Snoodle's tale, the best veggie tale of all time, a gift that's demanded is no gift at all. Salvation is a gift. Acts 2.38 says, You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And Romans 6.23 talks about eternal life as a gift. He knows how to give good gifts. He will not demand that you receive the gift, but those that choose to find salvation. And once you've opened that box, there will be a desire to give gifts back to him. That small inkling will either grow or dissipate based on your choice to give gifts that he likes. He will never demand them of you, but will long for them from you. He will always want you to move past salvation and into relationship, past revelation and into closeness, past closeness and connectedness into intimacy. You will never regret giving God gifts he likes. So today, again, just a little reminder to refuse to rush, to learn to sit quietly in the stillness with Jesus, to search him out, to seek him, to create and foster intimacy with the creator of your soul. Earlier this week, I ran across a quote that I had written in an old journal from the book Verbal Bean on Prayer. And he said this, he said, the little woman stayed at his feet long enough to cry enough tears to wash both of his feet. Jesus enjoyed that. He wasn't particularly enjoying the philosophy of Simon. Simon wanted a deep discussion. Jesus was in the house, but he wasn't paying him any attention. There was a little woman who had slipped in and fell at his feet. She stayed there long enough to cry enough tears to wash both his feet. And I want to stay with Jesus long enough to wash both of his feet. I want to stay hungry for his presence. And I want to refuse to rush in my time with him, no matter how little or how much time I have on any given day. And so refuse to rush in your time with Jesus. Thank you again so, so much for joining me for this journey. I look forward to meeting up with you again next Friday. If you have questions or to download a typed or a handwritten transcript of today's entry, you can visit megunedited.com. For now, go grab your journal and your Bible. I look forward to the power of this habit in your life. This is unedited. This is for you. Happy Friday.